0: Are listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the a and Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. Number
1: two, Aldi has acquired approximately 400 stores in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, and Mississippi through its acquisition of the Winn-Dixie and Harvey Supermarkets banners. According to Chain Age, Aldi plans to evaluate which Harvey's and Winn-Dixie locations will be converted to the Aldi format. It's not clear how many will actually convert, but these U.S. CEO Jason Hart said, quote, for those stores we do not convert, our attention is that these continue to operate as Winn-Dixie and Harvey's supermarket stores, end quote. And he also went on to add that the transaction supports our long-term growth strategy across the United States, including plans to add 120 new stores nationwide this year to reach a total of more than, wow, 2,400 stores by year end. That was a quote. Chad, let's go back to you for this. How big is this announcement, and what does it
2: mean for the grocery landscape? Uh, all right, I'm going to put on my best uh, Chris Walton hyperbolic statement. Oh uh, wow! And, oh wow! Please. Yeah, let's do it. This all right, is do the it. Big, the biggest headline in grocery uh, in 2023.
1: Wow! Uh, up. Hold on. Uh, wow!
2: And I, I just did the insightful minutes with you guys, and we talked about. Well, Walmart's expansion of ESLs and Kroger, yeah. and Kroger yeah. screens and digital tech. Like I think all the expansion here and in particular being on an acquisition path
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, is, is bigger. Right. So why wow. if you're, if your are like, is there anything scarier to your market supremacy in the Southeast than Aldi, right. One of the fastest growing retail yeah. grocers making inroads in the Southeast. Mm-hmm. Like no one's been able to do it. Right. Even Kroger's approach has been to do, you know, through Akado doing like an e right. commerce only online. type perspective. Yeah. Like they, they have had it, right? And so yeah. now Aldi gets this physical footprint, you know, down in the Southeast and an, right. and an offering for a value conscious consumer, which has not really been there in a material in a, in a strong way. And, you know, as far as public's nerves, right? Like, you know, any loss in kind of the segment here will impact their own expansion plans because you know their cash cow of the Florida market is effectively what has the ability to you know uh, kind of you know fund them going forward, and that could be tough to stomach. Um, I, I think there's some probably real issues happening in the in the public's boardroom. I, I think this is enormous.
1: Wow, fascinating. I was not. I was expecting you to say it was big, but I didn't expect you to say it was going to be that big. That's really interesting. And what's your take on this?
0: Uh, yeah I mean I agree with Chad I think this is a bold move by Aldi um I just was walking through one of the like urban shopping centers here and Aldi just went in and put a gigantic brand new store right next door to the Sainsburys here oh, on wow. one of the high streets like I and I was talking with somebody yesterday who said Aldi is actually a real estate company that also happens to sell food so they are like going hard on acquiring stores they're they're really trying to make sure that they have coverage anywhere and everywhere possible. And I think that it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been in a Winn Dixie. I've been to the ones in Florida, but let me tell you, there is nothing Lacking uh, there or nothing that you will lose by losing those butcher departments, the seafood, the bakery departments and converting to a full on Aldi store. You're just getting that in prepackaged goods. And I think that like taking over, I mean, I know they're not taking over all the Winn-Dixies and converting them, but I think converting those two Aldi's makes a ton of sense. Plus, I think then you have the option as Aldi to expand some of the other pilots you've been doing in the U.S. with curbside pickup, even with delivery with partners like Instacart. And using those stores, those larger Harvey's and win dixie stores, as micro fulfillment stores, so that you can do more shit from store. Like I think that there's a lot of potential once they get into these markets. So not, I didn't think it was going to yeah, be the biggest wow. pad, but I do right. think there's a ton of opportunity there. Yeah,
1: no, that's interesting too. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like you think, you think of Aldi, and like there's all these, all the. The, the, the interesting about the grocery landscape too, which this could be a harbinger of more to come, Chad. Which when you put it, when you put that hyperbole around it, it's really fascinating. Like, there's all these regional like gentlemen's agreements that are in, in, in throughout that landscape. And now you're saying, OK, well, we're going to let Aldi come into Florida now. We're just going to give over these, you know, these these uh, these existing brands. We're going to let you acquire them and see what happens. And like, do as the rest of the regional grocers start to feel the pressure of doing grocery in the 2023, do we start to see more of those regional dynamics start to break down? Does Aldi become the benefactor in that breakdown later on? Who knows? But Ben, what's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I see it as a really exciting experiment for Aldi as well. I right? mm-hmm. winn Dixie double, if not more, the footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, same with Harvey, right? So they are now entering and, you know, growing in this new market. Okay, what are we going to do with double the space? Yeah. That's, that's a humongous question. Are you going to sublease some of that? Um, and then what is private label? So if you're 90% private label, they're 20% private label. I think it's a bit of a playing ground for them to say, oh, "We're going to do this. We're, you know, we're seeing the opportunities. This is the next one. There's going to be more. Let's figure it out now." And then, similarly on the back end, you know, smart to not convert them all right away. And you know, my assumption is it's figuring out the logistics: is it going to go to their own distribution, to open that brand you know, gigantic distribution center? Figure that out slowly, and then perfect this model, and then you know, go after some more. So I think it's I think it's fun on, for both those elements.
1: Yeah, that's one. that gonna be one of my questions too. So do you guys do you guys at A and M see this as kind of just the political thing you say right now? Where we are evaluating how many to turn over to the banner, but to the Aldi banner, but ultimately the the goal here is to turn as many of them as possible under the and turn them into the Aldi brand. Is, do you think that's the play here? How do you guys look at that?
2: I I I would be surprised if it's not. Yeah. Personally. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Like I said. Yeah. Do you really need Win Dixie around still? I, I want somebody to argue the pro Win Dixie point because
1: Careful, Ant. I had Wawa fans coming at me last time, so well, you might
2: lovers That's a good point. Is That's a good point, and so, you know, I grew up in the Northeast. i worked in the C-Store industry. Wawa is a great example. There is such an emotional connection True. to, uh, you know, Philadelphians, and now they've expanded all the way down to Florida as well, to the Wawa brand, and it's... You know, I, I... Don't have the data to back it up, but I can't imagine that the consumer emotional connection to Winn-Dixie is what it is for Aldi because the Aldi emotional connection is very high.
0: Yes, people are buying Aldi clothes to wear around. My grandfather, 96 year
1: old, still talks about Aldi. Every time I see him, I'm gonna see him next weekend. He's probably gonna talk about Aldi, I swear to God. Aldi's, I think they call him Aldi's. The olds olds call it Aldi's. They do actually, he does, he does, you're right. (laughs)